Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with Talk Sport. And coming up on today's show, our exclusive in-studio chat with WWE superstar Drew McIntyre. You'll also hear uh, Al Mack going out and speaking with Cesaro. And the podcast, the bulk of it, comes from All Bar One at the O2 immediately after the SmackDown tapings. An annual tradition as it now is. And, well, it was messy as last year. This is the Pro Wrestling Show. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport. Well, Gavin, I've got a smashed Al Mack alongside me. I tell lies and hubris, okay? I'm in a good mental state. Is that the correct state. use of the word hubris? And, uh, no, I don't it's think lies. it is at it's all. It's lies and fabricated <laughs> stuff, okay? And uh, John Jackson's with us as well. We are currently sat inside the O2 Arena just off the back of the SmackDown live tapings. Uh, we didn't sit with Al and, uh, and the guys tonight. We had eyes on him, though. We, <laughs> we can see them having a good time. And uh, now we're hanging out with them. How are you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling so fresh <laughs> right now. Um, I'd, li- I'd like to blame Alison from 2K for a lot of the destruction tonight. Uh, and I'm with my good friend Ian. Hello, Ian. Hello, how are we doing? Hello. And big Al. I'd say hello. Hi. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Just, just to let everyone know. There you go. I'll, I'll, there was accomplices. Okay? Two people you don't know who you can't see right now. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Cena. Uh, We've snuck out. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> snuck out during 205 Live. Apologies to all those. You didn't, we, we, didn't, we didn't have to apologies sleep. To, <laughs> to, apologies to Toby Tarrant, yeah. who Will rubbed himself up against very closely. I feel apologies to El Ligero, because I do feel for him. Because no, I'm no, glad no, mate, that he's mate, getting He's just called Ligero here. Re- oh, well, that even more so. But I do he's feel for him, because I'm, I'm glad that he, he did get his, his shout tonight, but we haven't seen it. Right, coming up on the show today, we're going to have our big, long interview with Drew McIntyre. He came into the studio. Yep. After I'd had zero sleep and Al was fangirling all over the place, it was wonderful. <laughs> I don't know if that's what happened. I mean, you need to talk into the microphone, ideally, Alex. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's what happened. I oh, thought you were excited. I thought you, you were pleased that he I th- came in. Yeah, I was pleased he came in from the Ali McCoy's perspective. <laughs> but I'm glad that uh, I thought you performed marvelously well. I don't want to praise you now that you just slammed me under the bus. But we you performed very well. Job, okay, we both did a wonderful job. Right, I well, wasn't there, so it's, it's, well, you were there. <laughs> 
let's tell the story right. What happened, John? I just wasn't there. No, you were. I saw him. You after, saw Drew. All right, after you guys had done the interview, I saw him. Felt like I'd been part of it because you'd sent me loads of photos. So after Ali McCoy said goodbye to him, I also said goodbye to him. <laughs> and he looked at me as if to go, sorry, who are you? <laughs> and and then, then he followed you both on Twitter, but not they, me. He followed both me and Will. And John goes, well, Baron Corbin follows me. So <laughs> that was that. And Glenn from Progress. Okay, don't well done, that. buddy. I'm really proud of you. Should we hear from Drew McIntyre first? Because yes, I think people please. need to hear something sensible and vaguely professional, and then we'll talk about Raw and SmackDown and what a wonderful couple of nights we've had. We will ramble. Yes. Can we get Al to introduce Drew McIntyre, like whatever his name is, Greg oh. Hamilton? Just because I think it could He's be quite Drew McIntyre. I think that's great. <laughs> what a sausage oh, Jesus uh, My childhood hero over there So this is pretty cool Yeah well th- th- We had tried to get in there But they're just We've been told Too busy Too Come busy. back in 10-15 minutes Unbelievable Hurt my one feeling The last feeling <laughs> Last feeling I have left <laughs> How is it being back in the UK? Oh it's been great um, I'm trying to think How long we've been back for It's just been such a whirlwind It's a good thing about the The UK tours And the bad thing At the same time It's so cool uh, to be back home um, in Europe especially uh, the UK but we're just non-stop non-stop and what keeps me going is just the adrenaline of uh, the crowds being so wild and passionate knowledgeable and excited and the fact that I get to do things like this um, you know I'm just I lie there in bed like last night just excited to get up and do it and you know our boss Vincent Mann I think legit sleeps about 30 minutes a night so I'm practicing right now see if I can be like him so I've got no excuse it, it does feel like it kind of lined up for you perfectly and I'm, I'm not saying this because you lost your job but when you kind of left the WWE in 2014 and came back and were doing work out here it's been at the same time that we've seen this huge spike in interest in wrestling in this country lots more promotions popping up promotions like ICW which you were with Progress having this big boon of, of recent times so how does it compare coming back now, say, versus seven, eight years ago? Uh, to the UK? Yeah. Oh, the difference is incredible. Uh, for WWE, you know, the crowds have always been fantastic. But when it comes to the scene around the UK, there's no comparison. Because when I started, my God, about 18 years ago now, when I was 15, there was no UK scene. That the modern uh, scene had died like from the Big Daddy era. There was literally no companies left. I had to travel from Air Scotland 12 hours to Portsmouth, England on a train when I was 15 just to learn to wrestle. And a few buddies and I started the the modern Scottish wrestling scene. A few companies started in England. I came to America. There was really nothing going on. And when I came back from America in 2014 just to see the difference and to see the level of talent and how much it improved, how many different characters uh, there were, it was really cool and to be part of that kind of boom period like you say ICW for example we had 1500 at the show I returned our next big show was 2000 people the next big show myself and Grado was 4000 people and the last show I did before I came back to WWE was almost 7000 people and to watch it just grow like that and to feel like you really could make a difference to the scene rather than just the name WWE is what kind of sells it like an individual can really make a difference in the UK and inevitably the next stage was WWE got involved with NXT UK to take it to that next level so it's just insane to see when we literally had nothing back in the day I kind of wanted to touch on NXT UK actually um, staying domestically I know last time we saw each other I think last August we were talking about NXT UK quite extensively from then to now um, I know you're obviously an extremely busy man, but how much of the product have you seen? Have you been pleased with how it's got off the ground? Uh, you know, I, I think 
obviously we was at the takeover it was phenomenal in Blackpool um, obviously we're hoping there's more of those but do you think that that's been the kind of perfect launch pad thus far? Yeah like so far it's so great uh, it's awesome to see so many people that I know uh, personally and that I've been around outside the company get so many opportunities mm. uh, to make a name for themselves um, and the great thing about it aside the fact NXT UK is on fire they can now take all those superstars and put their faces on posters all across the UK and Europe and people will recognize them from WWE a trusted product and NXT mm. UK and you know that's going to be a good show to come along to like um, it's really cleaned up the scene because there used to be a lot of companies that I wasn't necessarily proud of when I first came back yeah. to the UK scene and that was one of my goals was to stamp out the crap like people that couldn't get like work for certain companies because they weren't good enough or mm. they weren't trained enough so they would start a company and they'd book their terrible friends that weren't good enough and now because of you know all the work from everyone in the UK because of the work of NXT UK we have a thriving scene that has really stamped out the crap and that was my goal yeah and I think as well when you, when you look at um, you know wrestling Twitter and whatnot, and, and it's kind of every week um, yeah, appraising the, the the programs. When I look at NXT UK, I mean, the other way, what do we have? Walter and Devlin, I think, and then we have Mustache Mountain. This week. You're getting quality matches every single week, uh, and and I, I don't think enough is getting kind of said about the match quality that you're getting in NXT UK right now, because it's probably obviously in the infancy compared to the other brands. But in terms of quality, you know, I, I think people are realising quick, it's right there. The UK scene is right there. Oh, yeah, and it has been for years. Mm. And that's the great thing that everyone's getting uh, in their eyes on it now. That I just couldn't believe the level of everybody in the ring when I first came back to the UK scene. It's not just the in-ring, it's all the different characters also. We were all the same. Like Before I went to America, we were all just trying to figure it out and help each other. And we were just all kind of exactly the same. Myself and Seamus were the big feud in Europe. Yeah. And we were just trying to help each other get better. We'd record our matches, we'd watch them back. And we were just ex like no better than each other. Very similar characters. Everyone was very similar around the time. And just to see that level of talent, to see the different characters, to see how many different countries are involved now. And just the hard-hitting British style really been modernized is so cool. It's funny as well. Obviously, Finn Balor returned at that takeover. Is that something that you you think about one day? You'd really like to be able to. I don't, I don't call it pay it back, but you know what I'm saying. Go back there and, and have some matches with people that uh, you know mean a lot to you. Yeah, I mean, I don't just you know, think about it. I harass Triple H. So, <laughs> uh, as soon as he lets me, <laughs> we figure it into the schedule. I'll be there, so I'm going to call him out on this. Let me go to NXT UK <laughs> just for a day, a few hours. Said I never sleep. I do this all the time. I might as well fly into a show and fly back. <laughs> we'll drop. We'll, we'll get trips on the DM. It'll be fine. We'll he would. Drew would find him. Do it. I genuinely would. Mentioned Seamus there actually, and it's something that we hadn't. I hadn't really thought about touching on, but there's been a lot of talk about his in-ring career at the moment. No confirmation, but been suffering through injuries and, and questions over whether or not he will even return to the ring. If he does, will it be in a limited capacity? He's obviously achieved an incredible amount as somebody from the UK and Ireland. So just talk to us a bit about Seamus, what he's meant to your career, and, and you know, even if he does go out now, what an incredible run he has had. Galloway O'Shaughnessy. That's the feud. Galloway O'Shaughnessy, yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was the feud. Yep, that was the, he was the undefeated Irish champion on the one television show we had in Europe, Irish Rip Wrestling. I was the young, evil Scotsman that was about half his size at the time. I was only about 19 at the time, so it made him about 47. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, my faction actually consisted of a French guy and Wade Barrett at the time also. He was my enforcer. But uh, yeah, we go way back, and uh, obviously he carved himself an incredible... WWE career thus far it's crazy um, the journey we've been on together 
and uh, you know trying to get better in Europe, being the kind of main feud there. Um, the night I won the Intercontinental title, he won the World Heavyweight title. We were both just sitting in the hotel room afterwards, like just two best mates from back home in Europe, just saying, "What on earth is going on here? This is <laughs> absolutely ridiculous." Like we've obviously bloody fooled them or something. <laughs> this, this is absolutely mental. And then to see him go on to win multiple titles and the Royal Rumbles and Money in the Banks and pretty much everything you could win is just really, really awesome. Uh, what he's achieved. Those are the best man at my wedding too. I don't know if a lot of people know that. I give a heck of a speech. Exclusive. Yes. <laughs> um, wear a kilt for it as well. So do gender Mahal. Did did he go <laughs> oh, yeah, no, did, did he go Irish uh, tartan though? Because I looked into getting an Irish tartan kilt made for my friend's Scottish friend's wedding and it was gonna cost me about eight hundred pounds. Oh, really? I went with a suit. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah, whatever my wife organised, what everyone wore, she demanded underpants as well. So we did for the for the ceremony. But once the ceremony was over, we just chucked them in the bushes. I think we're finding them for the next week. And it was at a public area. So I hope no kids come across. Them. <laughs> but anyway, his career. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm uh, just so proud of everything he's done, and uh, I wouldn't believe everything you read on the internet. Okay, there, there you go. Yeah, it's... that's enough to take there. You know, what's funny is um, you know talk about careers and, and things. I was in Manchester last year for Raw when you decimated Kurt Angle, right? Nice. And, and I'm sitting there in the in the audience. It's nice, you're decimated. I enjoyed that a lot. I think it was it's a, it's a profound, correct word for what I saw. Wow. Um, you know, I was in the audience, obviously, and, and I'm thinking, well, you know, Kurt Angle's on his last run, and uh, and you know they're going to make him look strong, Survivor Series, and whatnot. And then you know, obviously it was such a uh, an imposing performance. A word was that Kurt was a big supporter of, of yourself and, and kind of almost, I don't want to use the word lobbied, but you get where I'm coming from. Uh, what was it like, you know, that because that, he is a bona fide legend in the sport, you know, to have that moment uh, and, you know, for him to give you that moment, I guess, how did it, you know, how was it? Uh, insane. Uh, Kurt's always been someone who's looked out for me, gave me advice and been a strong supporter of mine. It's not the first time he's done that for me either. Mm or in Manchester it's the second time in Manchester <laughs> yeah. and we did it Impact, Impact Wrestling in the yeah. past he was on his farewell tour of Impact and he selected his last few opponents it was myself Bobby Roode and Bobby Lashley and uh, yeah I had his last match in Manchester he did the same thing made me um, just made me as simple as that and to to do it again in WWE and for him to be willing to not just make me look good make me look amazing like a monster indestructible yeah. and beat him with his own ankle lock you know, I can never thank Kurt Angle enough for everything that he's done for me. And, um, you know, when, the more I progress and the more I start um, doing well, like I'll look back to moments like that where people were so selfless mm. uh, to get me ahead in this industry. And, you know, Kurt's still there to this day giving me advice and really helping me advance along. I think it's great because for me, that was a real momentum point. And you, was on, you had several of them at that, at that time. And it all kind of led up to Reigns at Mania. You know, it, it, looking at the last say six months you know how do you appraise that rise and also I think the the Reigns match how was the feedback for that because for him that's a massive spotlight match and his first one-on-one -on -one since overcoming his illness you know how was that uh, received backstage and um, like I said how was how has it been for you getting all these milestone moments from out of the company a few years ago and now you're on this serious rise yeah I mean that's crazy when you think about everything that's happened it's only been one year exactly yeah, and I've been back on Raw, and so much has happened. As much as 
everybody has their comments online about oh you should do this and you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't be associated with these guys or do this that, like that's that. entirely us you realise we are those marks I knew it <laughs> but uh, the way I look at it is we have 52 weeks of TV a year I'm not in any rush to get anywhere like I'm very much about the slow burn because generally I've been thrown into the deep end and it's not always worked out because a lot sure. of the fans who don't know about me and about my history etc won't accept it right away even though only I'm a bigger guy and pretty intense or whatever so I prefer the slow burn and eventually everyone gets to know the character and over time every so often I'll have a significant moment and show who I am and when the time is right and everybody knows who Drew McIntyre is that's when I'll really kick it into next gear um, like as a straight singles rather than hanging out with my buddies Corbin and Lashley occasionally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, the, Re the Reigns match you know that was a big a big moment for me it was my first singles match at Wrestlemania for one it was within the first year <clears throat> I'd been back and to be trusted by the company and Roman also to have um, a match with him coming back after such a significant illness uh, on Wrestlemania you know that was um, an incredible feeling to have that kind of trust from all of them and uh, they, everyone was very happy you know how it went we established that Roman Reigns was back on that night and just last week we had kind of the opportunity to show a little more of what we could do in the ring um, I, I want to ask you mentioned there about the slow burn the slow build it does feel like since you've come back that we're seeing this much stronger character work from you what do you think you learned in those three years away and then those years in NXT that has affected your work from your first run in WWE to where you are now I guess just kind of figuring out who I am exactly um being away from the company was necessary for me to become a main event performer. I don't think I could have did it within the company. I had to step away, gain perspective, understood the opportunity that kind of thrown away. And also, I just never really found who Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre was until I was gone from the company and started putting the pieces together and getting the opportunity to be a you know, top performer and a face of so many different companies and a franchise player for so many different companies. And that's when I truly figured out who I was. And it was really just my own personality. And like Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway is just this driven individual that wants to better himself, better the companies he works for and betters everyone around him. And for some reason in 2019, that makes him a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> the good guys are now the bad guys and the bad guys are now the good guys. It, it, it is that, that cliche that you always hear and it's not a cliche when it's true, I don't think. But, you know, it's always that stone cold, the rock, they say the best guys are the guys who are themselves just dialed up to 11. So do you think you are the real Drew McIntyre at this point? Yeah, well, we're very close, yeah, that's for sure. Like, you, That's a good thing about this run also. I'm a lot more comfortable and confident to kind of work with the writers or kind of change certain things to suit me. Like, I'm not changing storylines or anything, but um, I'm comfortable to kind of change things up that are maybe on the paper and a lot of people need to remember. you got to figure out how it works for you and don't blame everybody around you or blame like the paper you're given. you got to figure out how you take the material you're given. And I hear John Cena talk about this a lot and... I guess when I was younger, I may not have understood it either, but now I do. you got to take that, make it your own and everything, and every opportunity I'm given, I know how to make that work for Drew McIntyre now. But we talk about returning to the company as well. Do we think the gateway of NXT really helped you as well? Because, you know, coming there and I think you've told me in the past, being able to talk to Triple H and really understand of what you wanted to be coming back. Do you think if you'd just come back straight to the main roster, it might not have been the same result, that NXT was crucial? Yeah, I think so. And uh, I don't know if I would have come back if, if the idea was straight to Raw or SmackDown. Mm. Uh, my wife and I were trying to decide what was the best option for my future and 
Uh, obviously, when I was gone initially, the goal was get back to WWE. But when I started making a difference in the scene, the goal was, eh, I don't know if I if I should go back. If I've got a good thing going here. Mm. Um, and speaking to Triple H, we we're both adamant NXT is the way to go. You know, I think I'm with my business head, and he's thinking with his business head. As much as I want to say, oh my gosh, yes, I want to just go to Raw and SmackDown. That's what Young Drew would have done. Yeah. Business wise, we've got to go to NXT first because. That audience is a little more educated what's going on outside the company. They know who Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre is these days. And also, the way NXT works is obviously their top stars eventually cross over to Raw and SmackDown. It leaves openings for uh, experienced talent to come in and not just get an opportunity to prove themselves, but also be leaders and help bring the product up. And I really um, loved that opportunity because it was a bit of a down period, which is how NXT works. It was up and down, up and down when the talent moves on to run SmackDown. It was a bit of a down period at the time. And I got the chance to be there with such a strong roster where we're rebuilding and watch the numbers go up over time as we were all working so hard. And that was cool to be one of the leaders and the champion at the time. It does feel like that atmosphere around there, whether it's guys who are kind of like like uh, Chris like, uh, Cassius Ono, who is so interested in developing the younger guys coming in or whether it's Shawn Michaels is always the one that blows me away because when he came over for the UK tournament at Royal Albert Hall we saw his name on the kind of media sheet and we thought uh, this is you know a gimmick they, they want the media <laughs> they want the media to be excited there's a big name coming from the past and he spoke with such passion about all of the guys and girls in the locker room all of the training that it's clear that he'd really bought into it as well and it just feels like that's the whole atmosphere around NXT is that everyone wants to make everyone else better. Yeah, that's exactly it. There's a team effort from everybody and Shawn Michaels does not have to be there. There's very few people that reach... I mean, he's the best in-ring talent of all time. There's nobody at his level, but there's very few guys that made it to his level that are like trainers and work in the industry these days because for well, multiple reasons. They, whatever made their money, maybe they're finished with the industry. Some of them are not with us anymore. There's very few people... Uh, yeah, that Shawn Michaels level who think on a different level than everyone else I don't think anyone thinks at the level he thinks on because when you speak to him um, and the time I spent with him in NXT I learned so much I'd been around for about 16, 17 years at that point and I was under a contract where I didn't technically have to be at the performance centre but I chose to drive like a four hour round trip every other day that Sean was there just so I could be in his class and work with him and I felt like I was getting my PhD in wrestling at the time uh, and you then look at the knock-on effect now. You mentioned guys getting their chance. Well, the Money in the Bank match this weekend, we've got what, four former NXT or North American champions in your match this weekend, including you. And you can't imagine in the kind of Florida Championship Wrestling days <laughs> that that would be a big deal. But now it's like these guys have come up and they're already over. They've already got a character established and the crowd are ready to buy into them from day one almost. Yeah, and that makes such a difference as well, that the crowd are educated, who everybody is, because and like you say, FCW or OVW and the likes, you were just kind of cherry-picked and dropped into whatever character and starting from scratch. I remember my first run, <clears throat> um, I was in FCW as a big you know, British bruiser and something I'm probably more comfortable with, and suddenly uh, I was told by John Laurinaitis at the time they were going to have me do a model character and be the runway man. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And that's when you I'll... wish you had that little bit more confidence to be like, right, how do I work with what I've been given on paper? Yeah. It's the blue so, steel. Oh, no, I, made, I made some big changes. I was 23 at the time, and I was 265, and I leaned up to about 225. Got the abs going, looked like a human anatomy chart, really got ready for this model character. Had a meeting with Vincent Mann, we spoke about it, and I wasn't exactly you know, sold on it, but I still told him I'm going to make a 
heck of an effort with this character, sir. And then suddenly they told me, actually, you're just going to be what you were before. You're just going to kind of be the, the butt kicker. And I was like, but I dropped all that weight. I'm so lean and muddly now. Now I got to go back to gain all this weight. It's easy for me to lose the weight. It's hard for me to gain the weight. But uh, yeah, it's actually, I have a character that's established that everybody kind of knows already. And when you come up and you just develop that character, it does make such a difference. Al made the point about the, the milestone moments and it's not your first money in the bank match but another opportunity this weekend to, to showcase what you can do. It's, it's worth noting that a lot of fans are kind of predicting a Drew win, aren't they? A lot of people are I was going to go on to that. Yeah. predicting these things. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I remember everyone predicting me winning the Royal Rumble as well. And if that didn't go too well. <laughs> Hoping is probably yeah, Every time I hear all this predicting or see these odds <laughs> my buddies in Scotland sending them to me. Like, hey, look, you're a favourite. Stop sending me and jinxing me all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it's my, my third money in the bank. Not as great luck in the past. I think I spoke about this the past couple of weeks in interviews. I, I guess it was not common knowledge. In my first match, I... Uh, was wrestling at 26 I was in a kind of champion I remember the worst feeling of my life was getting pushed off a ladder by Matt Hardy and I was going to crotch myself on the top rope and if you remember back in the day Razor and One and Shawn Michaels used to glide gracefully onto the top rope <laughs> when they'd line crotch first on it I stepped off that ladder violently plummeted on the top rope and I think I invented about 10 different swear words so that was my first money in the bank and my second money in the bank with the accent no one would have known anyway yeah. it'd be fine oh yeah especially back then so I've got a bit of an American Scottish accent these days <laughs> but uh, that second money in the bank match Kofi did a boom drop off the ladder through the announce table and uh, the way he landed on my chest he skidded through my face and kind of knocked me out for a second and I opened my eyes and was wondering why everybody was in my bedroom <laughs> that was my legit initial thought it was like, why is everyone in my bedroom and then kind of came to like, oh wait I'm in Money in the Bank so now many years later I'm a little more prepared a little older a little wiser a little hairier I got a game plan and uh, yeah I've never had a universal title shot there's never been a British champion ever so I think it's time for me to make my own shot by winning that contract well, that, that was where we were going first British champion when we've had those conversations with the likes of Triple H two names regularly that come up uh, Pete Dunne and, and yourself who are in that frame to you know they, you have positioned yourself as someone they would consider to get that opportunity I mean how that's just yeah, mind blowing to just even be put yeah. into that frame I guess yeah it's just crazy to even hear that but you know, as Drew Galloway like freaks out about that. Drew McIntyre's got to keep like that <laughs> clear head and say, "You're damn right." Yeah, of course. <laughs> Who else would there be? <laughs> so Rigo didn't do it. Bulldog didn't do it. It shocks people when they hear that. Like I mean, mm. uh, yeah, a couple of people backstage. I think it was even Sami Zayn. It's a bit of a wrestling historian. Didn't know they'd never been a British champion. So um, I think it's when I actually start talking about it on TV, it's going to be kind of shocking to some people and obviously historical. <laughs> Never higher than the IC. Uh, well, it's you know talking about on TV at the moment. Obviously, we've got the wild card rule in effect. Obviously, you you know Raw tonight, but there's SmackDown tomorrow too. So close after the shakeup, like what what are the talents' kind of honest feelings on that? Um, you know, did what was what was the point of the shakeup really, or is it kind of just a reaction? What do you think is really the wild card rule uh, purpose? I guess I don't know if I've really been around any particular conversations one way or another about mm. it. Like my first thoughts were as I said on the show last week when it was three Smackdown guys in the ring as Smackdown presents Raw 
So it's an opportunity, I think, for my character to start beating everybody up that shows up in my show. Yeah. Just makes things more exciting, I guess, like in terms of we can get a lot of crossovers that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, that's the thing. When you're watching the show, you want to be surprised. Everyone's a critic now. I think people are going to complain <laughs> no matter what happens. Yeah. But if I, like, well, like, I'm still a fan, but especially when I was watching as a fan, I'd be pretty excited if someone I wasn't expecting showed up. Mm, yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's kind of the... Uh, I mean, I was like a kid in the Attitude Era where it was just like you never knew someone's music hit and you were like, wow. Yeah, didn't see that one of the best moments aren't they really where you think oh who's coming here I tried to explain to my wife that the entrances are almost as exciting as the in-ring action but she wasn't having it at all uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, how exciting is it to have go home shows in the UK because that's oh, something different yeah it's crazy I, I don't remember the last time this has happened I was gonna say, is it the first time yeah, so I've certainly never Checking been part of it. Checking with PR in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Tom? He doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't <laughs> no, know. he doesn't know. Yeah, He's I've, too I've early never for been this. part of it, that's for sure. <laughs> I had a go-home show in the UK, so it's pretty cool. we got this wild, crazy crowd that everyone's going to get to see and then hopefully get excited and tune into, into Money in the Bank. Exciting stuff. Is there anything more that you wanted to ask you about, buddy? Because I'm aware that we've got to get him in with the breakfast show and with <laughs> Ali and, and Al and... Oh, yes. There's lots, there's lots they're going to ask you about that oh, I imagine yeah. we wouldn't ask you about and vice versa. So. Well, I mean, we could, but we don't want to take it from Ali. Yeah, like, well, exactly. You know, be, there you go. Oh, be... I'm a bit nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just my sincere thanks um, for coming and talking to us today. Um, obviously looking forward to at the O2 later tonight. Um, it's going to be an exciting next month or so, isn't it? And, uh, for your, especially for yourself, but the WWE... Full stop. We, I mean, you, we, every time we talk at this time of year, the travel is, like, ridiculous. So, so from here... It's June, isn't it, that you then go Saudi Arabia and you're all over the place. Yeah, and then Singapore and Japan. And nah. I was looking at it last night as we were uh, driving. So, yeah, yeah, we're all over the place right now. So every, like, four to six months, we get a little crazy for a period and then we're back to just domestic four days a week. <laughs> I, I think the only other thing I was going to ask about was you talked about how positive NXT UK is and, and just seeing the boom on the scene here. Is there anyone that you think people right now aren't aware of that should be aware of or should be getting a push or an opportunity that you just you've either worked with or would want to work with from the UK scene that, that's blown your mind recently um, I mean I don't like singling people out but I think people kind of know obviously the Pete's and uh, Tyler Bates and the Mustache Mountains and Walter now so I guess the Gallus the the faction of Wolfgang and the the coffees, so the guys I go way back with, I'd be, I'd feel bad if I didn't give them a shout out. I don't think <laughs> I was say, no, they've, no, not no quite had, they've not quite had the opportunity to to show what they can do. And Wolfgang, somebody I think I took his first wrestling lesson when he was probably about fifteen, I don't know, God, about fifteen sixteen years ago, <laughs> or something. So it'd be cool if he gets that opportunity in a bigger stage, also. And I thought Joe smashed it at Takeover against Pete. By yeah, the way. he done a great I job. He did a great job there. And there's certain parts of it that some people were going to criticise but to me it just made it look more real and great mm. I enjoyed it I think that's something that they deliver you saw Walter and Pete on the NXT show out in New York and it was something so different to the style that was being delivered elsewhere on the show and it did have that bit more you know you say real bit more gritty bit more British and I think like I was really really happy with how the American crowd reacted to that because I felt a little bit like I was at a British indie show just with 15,000 other people there, which was very exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome to see that. And just over the past few years, so many incidents of it, especially the first one, I think, was probably Pete and Tyler having the match in Chicago. Honestly, Chicago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I, had, I, I think I had a match prior to the, the takeover, and I was just watching and just like, wow, this is pretty cool, they're chatting British wrestling. <laughs> so 
now I'm fantasy booking in my head all the people you can come over and face in NXT UK. There's a list. Like I said, oh, we'll yeah. get on to Triple H and we'll send it over to him. I thought you had not an, an actual, actual right list over there. So I'm looking across. Like, you get an actual no, list? Not an actual <laughs> list. Of, and, but trust me, it's forming in my head and it will be written down at some point today. Well, I'll just take anyone. <laughs> You're that Triple H. Anybody. I just need a microphone. Let me talk about the, the history and where we've come. <laughs> I just want to be part of it. Uh, Drew, thank you so much for coming in and enjoy, uh, enjoy your time with Ali. Awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. Always good to, to catch up. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He is the perfect 10. <laughs> <laughs> He's hella Scottish. <laughs> hella Scottish. When Fergal Baller came out, we... Uh, we- <laughs> We noticed that he had a great tan, so me and Will were shouting, he has the perfect tan! <laughs> and we thought we were Good funny. Yeah. No, I would have uh, popped. I would've no popped. one around Thanks, us mate. thought. Thanks, mate. I would have popped. It. I wish I heard it. Uh, so, that was Drew McIntyre speaking with us in studio. Yep. It was a lovely time, had by all. And some interesting stuff in there. Like, you can imagine him back in NXT UK, or in NXT UK it will in happen. the next six months It will so. definitely happen. Who's your face? Oh, I mean, uh, Walter would be the obvious one, right? Like, oh, I, mean, that, that, I want that. That, that kind of sells itself. Inject that into my veins Just right hard-hitting, like, oh, man, I'd love to see that. But Just two big old hoss men slapping the crap out of each other. Oh, exactly. I mean, you, you, you'd all pay to Ali's see that. Ali's done a little dance. She's so excited by the idea of Walter versus Drew. She's <laughs> all in, right? Yeah, careful. Careful. Does this, does this now count as our uh, first live podcast? Yeah. With one audience of two. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are just two marks that just joined in. in like, you know? never, never, never met them before no. in our lives. These two marks. 
So, Drew McIntyre, should we like, talk about the last couple of nights? So we had Raw last night, and yeah. I thought the best Raw we've seen probably I, since Raw after Mania. Yeah, I think me and you uh, said the same thing. Like, it's, it's been the best Raw in, in, in the last few weeks, for sure. Uh, uh, and we, all of us universally said this, Cesaro Mysterio, Wonderful. as good a TV match as you're going to get. Yeah. You know, uh, the main event was fun. Uh, you know, a nice twist because not a lot, not a lot of people would have pegged Zane. Okay, let's say before Raw starts, people aren't going. Well, Zane's going to get into the match, so that's a nice twist. Uh, you know, what, what's going on with Braun is up for debate. But I'm, I'm happy with him being taken out of the money in the back match. Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying. He's so when he they present him as such a monster and it takes three guys to beat him, then how does I'm he not that. win money in the bank for a second year in a row? So it makes so much sense. And when you saw the four way we got on SmackDown tonight. Zane in there and the other three from Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I'm, I'm genuinely excited for Sunday in a way that hasn't been about WWE products pretty much since Mania. And, and do we credit that to the wild card or not? <laughs> you are you are obsessed no. with the wild card. I have heard you asking Cesaro about the wild yeah, card. Drew, Drew, you asked Big Bad Drew, Drew about Drew, the wild Drew card. Drew was pissed off with my wild card question. <laughs> I, I, I love Drew, but Drew was like, do you not like surprises? Which is not Scottish. But at the same time, it was like. I mean, I was like, that's a valid question, Drew. And he was like, well, you know, and it's true, because in the Attitude Era, that was kind of what it was. Like, music would hit, and people got surprises. And I feel like Drew was alluding to that, but at the same time, that's not what this is. I thought this was the best representation of what they want the wild card to be. Tonight? In the last two nights, yeah. I think they've managed to finally figure it out and nail it. Is John here? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, hey, bud. That's no, fine. I'm just letting you, I'm letting you guys go. I've got a San Pellegrino on the go. All, all is well. John's, all is well. John's annoyed because he's and not eaten. I was a big fan of Bray Wyatt last night. Yeah. I think that's the most over thing in WWE right now. I just, I wonder. So we, last night we got the first time with the vignette where it did the, the turn and what he looks like essentially. like Beetlejuice trousers. Of, yeah, the Beetlejuice trousers, the kind trousers. of scary clown mask thing going Good on, mask. which I popped for. I really liked it. But I am, as always seems to be the way with anything like this, scared how it then translates into the ring with WWE. What neat, what I'd love to happen is the same thing I'd love to happen when Bray Wyatt was at his best, which is the next six months he's booked as an absolute monster and beats everyone, gets a title. Great, we've got another top heel in the company. I'd buy that too. It's I'd not going to happen though, is it? No. Oh, come on, John, <laughs> let's have some positivity. No, no John, John is right, it won't. But oh. I, I'd love it to. You, you know, you think of all this groundwork they're putting. I'd like to think at this point, WWE are, are actually surprised at how well it's gone over. Because it is, it is quite a unique concept in, by comparison of what's happened in recent years. And I don't think that maybe they didn't expect it to, t- to take as well as it has. When you look at the first week to now, I mean, Matt, isn't it like the main thing that fans are actually really talking about right now? It probably is. The question is, is where is he going to pop up for the first time? Is it going to be uh, money, in, money the in the bank? This crowd is... This crowd is... This crowd is like the crowd for 205 Live. This is... We are more over than Tony Nese right now. Tony Nice, by the way, looks like a guy I used to go to school with who was a massive stoner. So, um, what, and he had a great eight-pack? Yeah, 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 well, that's, yeah. Does he, um, does he come out he at is. Money in the Bank this weekend? <laughs> like a lie. Bray Wyatt or my mate from school? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bray Wyatt. Uh, I don't, but who, Tony who, 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 who doesn't want the Tony Nese heel turn right now? Who, like, uh, we're all buying who is he going to get involved with, though? That's the question. 
Is it going to be Bre- is it going to be Finn Balor? Is Finn, it going to be That's the one that makes the most sense to me, but what, the problem is, is you don't want to oh. <laughs> No, not Tony Nese. Hey, we've moved <laughs> on. <laughs> I was like, hang on. Sit your rum and coke and we'll have a chat. Hang on, I was like, hang on. I was still Tony Neesing it. I was like, well, hang on. I mean, I mean there is kind of a feud there. <laughs> Right. How many abs have you got? I'm going to okay. put it out there now. At SummerSlam, we're going to get the Demon versus whatever Bray Wyatt's going to be called. The well, sheep, Beetlejuice sheep freak. We nearly had that, and, and nobody wanted it, which is funny. Like Not not in that incarnation, but it was meant to be Balor, Wyatt, and then we got Balor, Balor. Styles. AJ right? Styles, one of the best matches of the of last course. couple of years. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm not wrong in thinking that a lot of people were like, oh my God, Sister Abigail, what the hell is this going to be? I'm not going to tie that with this brush because I do think this is fresh and, and cool at the moment WWE have a habit of not keeping cool cool no, no. <laughs> so you know again I don't know what the, how that's going to shake out but I hope you're right I yeah. really hope that Bray is pegged as something serious because although at the moment a lot of fans are buying into it what Will said is perfectly right that how does that translate mark that down yeah that was a great compliment there I mean, felt good in my soul. I mean, I'm um, really happy that one of the positives that came from Raw is the fact that Cesaro looked great against Rey Mysterio. And is that we've his all role been now, saying though? that we want Cesaro to have a singles run. But is that his role now? Is that his role? Over? Like, do you know what I mean? He doesn't need to put Rey Mysterio work. over, surely. But he did. He doesn't need to, though, does he? But he did. I don't need to go point. and get five guys after this, but I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> Oh, sorry, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. the Hello, crowd brother. should not be introducing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, his music hits. Hello, life is hot, and Daniel cuts us. This is the biggest crowd we've ever had. Three yeah. people now, and now he's gone to back to two. It's like when you do an Instagram live video and you get oh three. Pe- oh no, two. Pe- oh no, what? no. Actually, no one's watching. No one yeah. cares. I don't Why am I doing this? Heights of three. So, oh god, my best is eight. <laughs> how, do, how do we feel and about I believe you. how the women have been booked over the last two nights? We had the. Contract signing on Monday with Lacey and Charlotte both involved. And then tonight it was... I mean, Charlotte came out, cut a bit of a promo, and then we got a great Did she, Will? Did you see that? No, I was in the toilet. <laughs> Will came in. Uh, Will came in and went, did Charlotte just come out? I went, yeah. And he went, oh, I was in the toilet. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was getting a beer. Sorry, am I the only person that saw... I said to Alison and Whitlock, I was like, I can hear Charlotte's music. I was like, oh, quick, quick. But yeah, I missed it. Did it help but your flow? It was a short no, promo no. because I was very, I was in and out. I was back at my seats, and then the, there was a good video package, but we got a women's tag match. I mean, it just there wasn't the women's wrestling over the last few nah. days. Yeah, I mean, what, what I will say is, I, I think Lacey Evans looks good. Like at the last All two right, nights, mate. I mean, look, as, not aesthetically. Uh, not that she oh, doesn't. That's harsh. Uh, I mean, wow. You yeah. literally can't win. Why yeah, are you even I commentating? I've done that? it. I've done it. But either way, she looks presentable as a challenger to the title, <laughs> which she shouldn't have done. She shouldn't have done. In, a month into her main. Alex, I've got a new dress for my uh, big night out. Um, how do you think I look? Yeah, you look presentable. That'd be all right. I can see why you, how you <laughs> I mean, your wife. Uh, yeah. She's got a big there you go. There you go. I think that would work. But I mean, look, people could buy that she'll buy, uh, she'll beat Becky, which really a month into her main roster state is a hard to do. And I think they they've booked her in a certain way that you could believe it. Uh, to me personally I think Becky is going to probably win both do, you, do we think that because originally I mean a month ago when they first announced it was going to be both defences we were talking about the idea that they want to keep her on one show they want to take a belt off her so you have you've got her going against two heels wins the first match but gets 
the crap kicked out of her afterwards, goes to the second match with yeah. the injury. They still protect her. But who, if you had to, if one of those had to be booked with the belt instead of Becky... Charlotte. I'm not sure I want either of them. It would, it would be. It would be Charlotte. I mean, that's how that's WWE obvious. does it, but... There's a lot of obvious like, things that happen. Lads, Why give it to Lacey? Lads, curveball. The woman that wins the briefcase... Cashes in. Yeah. So we think you, Bailey wins who, the briefcase. Bailey! Right, that's who I'm going with. Oh, Bailey wins the briefcase. Why would you say he thinks Charlotte it, loses. <laughs> Charlotte wins the main event, and then Bailey comes out and takes the title with this new kind of slightly harder-edged Don't Bailey character. That would be cool. But I, I, th- I think between Mandy Rose and Bailey, I think are the two front runners. Front runners, sorry. John, what do you what do you think? What I think is that calling Bailey slightly harder is like comparing a bread roll to a bread roll that's half a day older. That's about as hard as Bailey's got. That's staunch. In right. that well, time. let's let's ask the audience out of the women's money in the bank match. <laughs> who would you like to see? Before before Will says let's ask the audience, <laughs> and he plays out that we've got like tens of people here. <laughs> it's right. now four. There's now, four. There's now four. a staggering four, five perhaps if she's five, if, if she's included. Right. <laughs> You snorted. You snorted. I saw it. What? Right. Well, who do we think is going to win the women's money? She's still licking off her face. Oh, well. Ali's not having it. I, I, I like exactly what your man Will was saying. Bailey. Okay. Uh, Mandy Rose. She's. I, I, I actually buy into that purely on the face that I think it's Vince likes her. She does. He does. He does. We're okay. going to get. I think we're going to get a nice mid-card women's feud between Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. They'll screw yeah, each other I think, over. I think you're right. I think you're right. That's what was teased. I'd like Ember to, to do something. I really Maybe. would. That's who I would go with if I was picking who I wanted Ooh. to win. But whether she does or not, I, I don't. I mean, it's hard think. to distinguish what you want to. What I know who won't happen. win, and that'll be Sasha Banks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. So let's turn our yeah. attention to SmackDown Live tonight, which was weird. I'm, well, we haven't seen the show yet, obviously, but when I watch it later tonight, I'm not sure it's going to be in the order it was shown today. Like no. that was. And I can understand. That what was you like say an that. old school TV taping where they just kind of throw stuff at us, and then they're going to edit into what works. It's worth for them saying, later. In, in the same way that we said Mysterio. And uh, Cesaro was a great... The photo four-way between the four SmackDown competitors for the Money in the Bank, Orton, Andrade, Ali... Uh, Here we go. Wow. Finn. Finn. Well done, buddy. The Intercontinental Champ. Yeah. Fergal Baller. Fergal, that, Fergal that, Baller. That, that also was a great watch. And then at the end, with Ricochet coming out and claiming, well, he ran away with the briefcase, didn't he? Am I the only one who thought there'd be more there? What? Like when 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 Ricochet got off the ladder, I thought, oh, something's going to happen. He did the great moment, like jumped up onto the ropes, leapt yeah. onto the ladder, and, I thought, oh. and then just punched him off and took yeah, the, and I was like, uh, oh, okay, that's, and that's, that, that's that segment done, is it? I was like, oh. I think when you add, we were talking about this, Paul, when you add then Sami Zayn into that with Ricochet, with those four who have all performed brilliantly, I think with Drew McIntyre, I think it's set up for a brilliant Money in the Bank match. I look to who's going to win it, and I, I kind of, I like Andrade. That's I know he. The problem is because he won tonight. They don't put it on him because it's, it's got to be a heel that's cut a very, scene, you know that's it. That's a very astute observation. But let, let, oh, oh, Randy wow. Orton. Oh, wow. Randy Orton. Boo. I mean, I, okay. tonight, I, think I hope those are the views of the sun. No. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're my views and my views only. Look, I think he's winning. If I we, think if, he's winning. If, if, if I have on. If I have the press right now, a women in the men's winner, like who, who would you bank on? Who, who would I pun. bank on? Who, who would I? Good pun. You've done well, mate. I'm yeah. really pleased. With I didn't you. mean it, but yeah. uh, who, who would I? Who am I 
who do I want to win or who do I think is going to win? This is a prediction, no, isn't it? I think. Yeah. We're going with a prediction. Okay, I'm going to take... I'm taking Bailey's for the women's. I'm standing by my previous comments. I think the way they booked her in that match against JJ Charlotte is, is the way they're going to go with it. Although she's not appeared on TV since, so maybe that's a terrible shout from me. And I'm going to take... Uh, you know what? I'm going to back Andrade I was about well. to say... I'm going to back the, who the, I want the, to win. The, winners, the winners often come out of left field, to be fair. So I'm going for Mandy Rose, because you're right, Vince likes her, and yep. Sami Zayn. Oh, because I would be love true. the thought of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn both holding titles and both being a pair of assholes. Yeah. See, see, I actually uh, buy into what John just said in terms of Manny Rose, and I could buy uh, Andrade. I could buy Andrade. I mean, I was Why saying are you flashing about buying everything? Have you got a bit of cash? I, I wish I did. I mean, I'm two kids deep and struggling. But let me tell you, Andrade is is someone that I was saying this earlier. In the, uh, he, he has he put, when was the last time he put on a bad match yeah no Andrade's been great he puts on a great. great match all the time he deserves that spot I just, mean, I just think Drew's going to get it I, I just think Drew, Drew is my Drew, other shout I, think, like, I just think Drew is the guy who is primed to be in that position and more more than likely yeah <laughs> <laughs> apart from John Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre yeah. follows, follows two thirds of the show <laughs> <a> wrestling show <laughs> did you chat to him outside I'm the sense, toilet like, no, I'm, I'm fuming that uh, John is not lobbying for Baron to yeah. win you know. yeah. oh, that's, uh, no, just because he follows me on Twitter doesn't mean I care well, he followed me because he thought he was going to get partial. some free merchandise from a company I was wearing there's the first snort you heard I it I heard a couple of snorts during the show that's the third oh. one tonight at least oh. snort count one good does Charlotte and Andrade not work because of everything that's going on are we going to get them presented as a power couple is that what we think I think we're going to get Seth and Becky on one show Charlotte and Andrade on the other show and then we're going to get them as the, the and two Selena power Vega couple. is going to just uh, flip, flip off Andrade <laughs> yeah. and get with Alistair Black the WWE would not do uh, Becky and Seth if they didn't want to do more of it they, they've never ever ever thought about putting, like revealing a big couple before <laughs> and now all of a sudden that's a thing why would they not do seven on uh, uh, Andrade and uh, Charlotte? That's the worst part of the whole thing about if we think she's going to win just one belt. Is it makes it even more obvious that she keeps the raw belt other than the whole Lacey Evans being still pretty green versus Charlotte who they're going to give a ninth title to this weekend most likely. Have you not thought that? She's going to get that, past that, her dad before she's 35. It's ridiculous. Wow. But do you not think that's kind of part of the gimmick that they want her to get those amount of title reigns because of her dad? She's got the heat. Yeah. She's got the know, I think that's something. Yes. I agree. She's got the heat. I mean, my co-presenter's more heat than Usi hot. (laughs) (laughs) Good heat. Uh, uh, What else do we need to get into? What else happened on SmackDown Live tonight? We talked about the four-way. We talked. I mean, we had the uh, the Samoan Samoan Shield Shield. uh, against. Everyone everyone on talent. Everyone on Twitter has been correcting me, saying the bloodline. But it's worth saying that Roman did actually say when we interviewed him here. Of, uh, there could be a Samoan Shield in the future, referencing the Uso. So, come on, guys, cut some bit of slack. But uh, you're right, that and... It says us. He tweeted it from his account, and they've True. been correcting him. Will was so anal about that. <laughs> but uh, we also had Paige with Oscar and Kyrie Sane versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, which kind of... Uh, I mean, I don't know whether that's really signposting other than the fact that, <laughs> that Kyrie Sane... And, what was even the name that, that she said that uh, they're the, is? Uh, yeah. Do we know? Can't remember. Yeah, we did. We were discussing this earlier. Whatever you do, don't way, ask Lars Sullivan. <laughs> but I mean, you know, they they are primed to take the tag team titles from the Iconics, I guess, but not 
at the uh, pay, uh, money in the bank. So is it right that the Usos on the Brian on the Rowan matches a pre-show match? Wow, that's a show. Oh. That's a show stealer on the pre-show. The crowd literally cannot yeah. believe this. <laughs> the rafters. You the, can't believe the it, can you, sir? The crowd has gone miles. Are you? Ju- What's a pre-show? I didn't make it happen. Why are you putting it in there? It's your fault. <laughs> what? That's a pre-show match? Yes. What? It's on the no, show. you're joking. They announced it. You have to be joking. I, I, I can't get any more laughs. <laughs> if I was, was going to pick, if I was gonna pick a pre-show match from any of the matches from Sunday, and let's take the Cruiserweight out of it because that will be on the pre-show. That's a given. be honest. Um, the other, do you know what the other match that needs to go on the pre-show is? Is it Roman Reigns versus Elias? It's Roman Reigns versus Elias. That's the least interesting match from a storyline perspective. But we, but we all know, but we all know that one. No, we all no, know yeah. it's not going to happen, Daniel. We're just suggesting that's what should happen. That's the fun of fantasy booking. <laughs> I hate audiences. Can we go back to doing this in a studio? Slash lying in bed over Skype. You had a ballad chub tonight, didn't you, Will? I, yeah, why wouldn't you? He was brilliant. Well, so hang on. Are we all smacked down out at this point? or I think so. I think we've discussed everything that needs discussing from WWE from this week. And Money in the Bank this weekend. We've... The best any, any, anything no, <laughs> hang on. Can't just take it over the show. I, I need Second to point something out. Off. The best thing that happened tonight again was they showed the Bray Wyatt uh, promo, ah, which could be miss this? A- absolutely incredible. Yeah. If they do that properly, the Bray Wyatt whole storyline and how that's been set up yeah. and everything like that, that could be absolutely insane. If we weren't in a PG era. I wouldn't be worried about it. No. Now we're in a PG era. I'm a little what do you bit think? worried about it. Quick disclaimer, you are not de- listening to the podcast 30 minutes ago. Thing. You I haven't hit rewind. Yeah. We turn. have just come full circle. Yeah, this right, gentleman wasn't here when we discussed this before. But it's, a complete, it's a complete change. And I like that. What I'm a big fan of is there's oh, two separate conversations going on. At the I was going to say, I'm hoping the listeners, listeners can digest that. Very, that. Yeah. very confusing. Put in the left headphone if you want to hear about <laughs> yeah. Seamus. <laughs> right headphone if you want to hear about Kari saying. Oh, we could do like a, uh, what's it called, Bandersnatch, yeah. like a podcast version of it where go five minutes forwards if you want to hear us talk By about it. By the way, guys, that's very interesting that Rusev drew to us and Cesario so all said that the Seamus retiring rumours are well, he posted nonsense. a very ripped picture today I mean, as well. That's very interesting. Uh, you know, are they just uh, three of them to be just protecting him? I mean, there must be some substance. I, I feel like, and, I, and I'm not uh, disparaging the reports of Sean Ross Sapp or Ryan Satin, but it seems friend that, of the show, Ryan Satin. Yeah, but, but it seems friend of Will's it, DMs. It Ryan does Satin. seem that they, they all vigorously came to his defence. And why would they if they didn't have to? Shall we round off the show? Because I think we need to, like, two or five lives finishing. People are leaving. Let's pack this up. Finish off with a bit of Cesaro. We're going to have... I'm going to do another show out tomorrow because we didn't do it last week, basically because the computers weren't working at work. Uh, So we're going to have our show where we're going to hear from the guys from Undisputed Era, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. And we're going to also do a little bit of a... We're going to do a Super Strong Style. Day two came out today, John, of Super Strong Style 16 on uh, on demand. And so we'll do a roundup. We'll do some audio of that. And we'll we'll play out the interviews from the weekend. Absolutely. Darby Allen. What a guy he was. Should we wait till day three's, ha- day three's out? And then we'll do that at the start of next Let's week. Let's do that. Perfect. Let's do just Loads that. of great stuff coming. Also, if you want uh, any indie recommendations from the last couple of days, I watched the first day of the Super Juniors this morning. Whilst in the cab home from work, I watched it <laughs> on my phone. And um, Will Ospreay against Bushi is an absolute Predictably. barnstormer. Yeah. 
that's Bushi rather than Ibushi, just True. in case anyone misheard me, but it is Osprey's a banger. Good. Yes. Oh, there you go. Ian thinks Osprey's good. The, the one crowd member we have left says he's good. Great. I love Osprey. We are down to one. So, John earlier claimed Will Osprey's better than Kenny Omega. I heard that. Discuss. Didn't say he was better, I just said I show. prefer him. That's not what he said. He said he's better. <laughs> That's literally the words. It's true. Okay, how sorry, Will, how Will does Will have several that. beers and still remember everything word for word? Because <laughs> I am twice the size of anyone else sat at this table. Uh, <laughs> I think I could have drank at the rate that this guy drank tonight in Almac and uh, be nowhere near the red face that he has reached. Look, what is with the beetroot look, face, by the way? It's, I, got some, I got Alan Brazil face on Sunday after taking my kids to a party. and uh, You got pissed at a children's party? No, I played football in the morning, which was also sunny, and then I took my kids to a party. And I, I was diligently applied sun cream to them, but just forgot myself. And then when I came home, I totally forgot I had really bad Irish heritage, and I would burn. So... Right. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong podcast coming, and then Super Strong Star podcast coming, <laughs> and then transition. more WWE stuff coming. <laughs> Loads of stuff's coming. And make um, sure you watch the full interviews, and I'm talking full, they're at least 12 minutes each, on yeah. our YouTube channel yes, with Trevor video. Lee from NXT, I don't think he's debuted just yet, and of course, Kyle O'Reilly. If you want to hear it before it hits the podcast, watch Will chat to him upstairs at Ali Pali in a room with a very noisy fridge on our YouTube channel Pro Wrestling Show at Pro Wrestling Show on Twitter and Instagram at John Nuz I don't actually know what your Twitter handle is that, that is exactly what it is 10 years that's exactly what it is is it just that yeah, I'm yeah. very indeed like, <laughs> like that definitely is what it is at John and also Al, Al really needs to keep populating his Twitter because he got hacked or whatever he got six yeah, months yeah, ago I, actually I only started my Twitter account in February so I'm still on the, re- the rebuild but uh, at uh, Alex M underscore Talksport, I, I believe. You should probably know if you want people to follow you. That. I know yours. Right. Well, look, two K have come come through with the drinks. Uh, uh, don't forget, probably some great deals on two K nineteen at the moment at the shops. I wish I said yes. I bought now. all the downloadable content for two K the other day because it was half price on the thing, and I was like, oh, I hadn't bought all of the stuff, so I bought it all. So you've now got at least twenty minutes with some of the downloaded wrestlers, and then stop playing it again. Uh, and that's purely because like you're so busy yeah. To work. yeah absolutely what <laughs> so, an awesome yeah. game and there we can't wait great, for 2k 2020 PlayStation store so right bad. now so bad uh, thank you for listening I guess Al any yeah, final yeah. thoughts words uh, any any bit, bits of wisdom you want to share with the listening public certainly no wisdom but uh, I think uh, and we discussed this with Drew in terms of a go home show for the UK I think this was great this week like in terms of the, the quality of the product in ter- the, the recent weeks I feel like we've got good shows in the UK, which is, you know, all I asked for. I was entertained. I don't know about you two, but I feel like heading into Money in the Bank, I'm actually intrigued into a certain amount that's going to happen, but possibly nothing more than Bray Wyatt is really at the top of my list. Also, if you've been to any of the uh, live events, as WWE likes to call them, across the UK, I know they were in Newcastle and uh, 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 Cardiff and other places, let us know. At Pro Wrestle Show, it's always nice to know what goes down at those shows. Sometimes they uh, they mix it up, they do a bit of funny stuff. And uh, as I said, the drinks are here now, so you've been listening to the Pro Wrestling Show. Longest outro of all time. Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, you did answer a question about NXT UK when we were sitting at the round table, but I thought you mentioned Imperium. It was worth noting that because of the European heritage that you've had in that. What, what do you think about those guys in that group uh, and just the the sheer in-ring work because we seem to have a lot of classics lately Jordan Devlin water the other week yep. Mustache Manning had another 
great tag match this week. Uh, what's, what are your feelings on the show? Uh, see, I think it, it's absolutely tremendous, and there's so many, like you just mentioned, there's so many tremendous matches. Uh, I think it's we're living in a, almost like a golden age of wrestling because there's so much going on. Uh, and there are so many good matches that you can easily keep losing track between, you know, uh, WWE, like WWK, NXT UK, NXT Raw and SmackDown, uh, because there's classic matches on Raw and SmackDown all the time, and it's just because there's so much going on that people tend to forget them every now and again. But um, it's definitely awesome that NXT UK is on the network, and you can just pause. Sit down, relax, and enjoy the show. Uh, talking about yourself and Cesaro, um, you know, at Superstar Shake Up, when you came to Raw, people just naturally assumed that it would be the end of the bar. Now it seems with the wild card rule that that's maybe not the case. Yeah. But what was said to you at that point? Because we, we, presumably we didn't have the wild card rule foreshadowing then. So at, yeah. at, at the actual Superstar Shake Up, how was it kind of broken to you? Uh, well, see, I was actually. Uh, I was traded after the Superstar shakeup. Yeah, the, the week the following morning. So, so I actually thought that the bar may have not been broken up. You know, you never know. And then all of a sudden, I get like a message. It's like, hey, your travel changed. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, I'm a raw guy now. So, you know. Uh, but that's the thing within with in, in in WWE, and I think that's also a lesson in life that enjoy the moment while you're in it. Because if you're always focused on what's next, what's next? Oh man, this was so good in the past. You tend to forget about the moment. Um, and that's why I, I just, me and James just had so much fun and we enjoyed being in the moment. Mm -hmm. So then like you cannot worry about what's going to happen because when it happens you just you just go with it. And the genesis of us, you know, we know we're at the best of seven, uh, how the bar came to be. But it, you know, I remember you saying at the time that Mick Foley had a lot to do with that because uh, yeah. he's in his role as general manager. But did he actually have a big role behind the scenes? Did he did he lobby for you guys? To be yeah, for 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 all I know, yes, he was. Um, he, he, it was his idea. For, for all I know, to, to put us together. So because he saw something in that, that's why he was lobbying for the best of seven series, and then to, to make us a team. So. Thank you, Mick. <laughs> I guess finally, um, you know, on on the way you guys started, wasn't it kind of refreshing that you didn't have to turn on each other for this, you know, split and stuff? That's that's what I was um, I mentioned that earlier. Um, it's great because it was a like with the with the band split, it was a it was a clean it's a clean split. You can always go back to it. Mm. I totally agree with you in that sense that it will be uh, like something down the road. It will be you two link up to take on whoever, kind of in the same way the Shield did, and, and you know they're two guys you had your best matches with. In my yeah, the SummerSlam. Matches. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, we had there was like a six seven months period where we just fought the Shield all over in all kinds of variation. Um, you know, with uh, teaming with. Braun Strowman, TV with Samoa Joe, which we call the Jar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, definitely. You know, we will hopefully link up like the like the Shield did many times there towards the end. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. <laughs> 